but we're going to do Facebook ads right now. And then some another day we're going to do, you know, maybe a couple months from now, we'll try those Google ads if the Facebook ads don't work out. So they're focused on one channel. Back to that Jim Rohn quote, you need five to seven lead sources to create consistent lead flow. Drop the ball right there. Because if you're thinking about it, the, the customer journey, right? They're trying to solve a problem. Was their problem solved? No. And that was one of the things it was like, work on your weaknesses. So put yourself in a bad spot, in a spot that you're, if somebody's, if, if you're having trouble getting out of a certain uh, position, put yourself in that position and work on it and work on it and work on it and work on it until you get better. And that's what companies should, should do. Welcome everybody to another very special episode of the Patrick Carr Show. I've got a guest with me that has been on the show before, but back by popular demand. All right, we got the roofer marketer himself. I got Jim in the house right now. We're going to be talking about the customer experience and everything going on with their company. I'm really looking forward to this one. Stick around. Going to be special, everybody. We'll be right back to this podcast with Jim. But first, the most powerful tool in sales is this right here in our hand. And what we use most is text messages. But if you're anything like me, you've gotten those automated text messages and you immediately block the number. Want nothing to do with that company. Until my friends at ProLine came around, that was the only way to really do things. But they have figured it out. They know how your sales reps can send automated messages that look and feel real to your customer. That means you can engage with your customers, let your potential customers know that you care without all that legwork that you've got to put into it. It's useproline.com, code CAR50 for 50% off that first month on the pro package. They integrate with your CRM, so they're ready to go to get started with you. Give them a, give them a ring or visit useproline.com. And now back to that podcast with Jim. What's going on, Jim? How's it going, man? Good. I'm glad to have you back here, man. I'm glad you decided to uh, step up, come back, and join us here. So thank you very much. Always. Best, um, best interviewer in the game. I don't know about all that now, but <laughs> I get on some good guests who are doing good things with their life and their companies, and we try to you know highlight that. Let's talk about that, okay? Jump into it. Um, at, on Instagram, it's at the Roofer Marketers, everybody, and at Roofing Success. For those who have not met you, they're new to the industry, they haven't seen your, your videos out there. What exactly is Roofer Marketers? What is Jim? What do you guys do out there? Yeah, Roofer Marketers is a full-service digital marketing agency for roofing contractors. Uh, we do everything from website development, SEO, uh, pay-per-click management, Google AdWords, of course, uh, Facebook ads management. We have a lead management system called Contractor Boost to to uh, to maximize the conversion rates of all the things that our customers are, are all the lead flow our customers are generating. Um, and, and we're really focused on two things, what you said, seeing us everywhere, right? We focus on our education and we focus on the clients that we serve. So it's not just about the clients that we serve. We want to serve the whole community through our education. And that's through our uh, social media content, the Roofing Success podcast, uh, webinars, the couple of books that we've written, everything else. You should do a little bit more, man. You know what I mean? Between I, I the webinars, some, breakout sessions, I books, need, videos, YouTube channel. Maybe. I, need, I got a couple of time, little time on my hands. <laughs> I guess you do, man. But I mean, in fairness, I, I think that viewers would want to know this because I've asked you this question before, but it's a relevant one even more today. Um, and it continues to be. There is no shortage of people who want to take your dollar bills to the marketing for your roofing company. Yep. Um, either people that are strictly involved with the space or they just do all sorts of marketing and they want to contact roofers all the time. 
They've got disposable money. Um, they often look at roofers as, okay, it's, it's easy pickings. Um, and what makes roofer marketers different than maybe another marketing company that's out there? Yeah, our, our focus really is on being the, the most comprehensive solution for roofing contractors. So uh, there's a lot of great companies out there. They'll focus mostly, mostly on SEO or they'll focus on uh, Google ads or they'll focus on Facebook ads. And that's great, but there's no ma there's no magic pill. I'm a, I'm a big fan of the business philosopher Jim Rohn. Oh yeah, right. One of the things I took from him early on was that you need five to seven lead sources to have consistent lead flow in your business. One thing doesn't work. So a comprehensive solution. We focus on omnipresence. Uh, that's our most recent book. The best known roofer is the omnipresent framework for roofing contractors, and it's being everywhere that your customers would are. And so that that is SEO, that is Facebook ads, that is pay-per-click ads, but it's much more than that. It goes beyond that. We also work, you know, as you know, with dope marketing, we have a direct mail integration. So now there's, you know, direct mail going out with Facebook ads overlaid on it and Google. It. It's comprehensive. We focus on being the most comprehensive solution. So when I hear comprehensive, I think of some bill that the Senate or the House is trying to pass, and it's the most uncomprehensive thing that I can think of. <laughs> it's like we're going to have comprehensive legislation reform. And it's like, okay, well, if it's not comprehensive, then what kind of reform would we have? Uncomprehensive? Uncomprehensive. So I wouldn't want to understand it. Like, I appreciate <laughs> you dumbing it down for me enough. But um, So explain to me then, when, when somebody thinks about comprehensive marketing approach yep. that they're going to receive from you. I want you to walk me through, if you could, for somebody out there, they're like, man, I'm tired of dealing with people that have been uncomprehensive. Yep. I hope I'm saying that correctly. <laughs> I'm tired of dealing with it. And, you know, fine. What would you do differently as you approach somebody with your company that needs your help than others are going to do? What can they expect from you in the process of getting started? Yeah. I mean, from the beginning, we're focused on goals. So we, we're focused. We understand the roofing industry. We understand where a, what a startup company is in a roofing industry, what a company that scaling looks like and what a company that is significant in their marketplace. And we understand the needs of each of those in, a, in, in their unique way. We focus on three core principles, maximize the opportunity to generate a lead for their company. So that's like I said, through all of those channels uh, that, that we mentioned. Then we focus on maximizing brand impressions because who do people buy from? The people they know, like, and trust. Developing trust is, is, is them seeing your brand over and over and hearing your brand message over and over and over again. Because no, people don't buy a roof every day. No. And they don't want to buy a roof. Let's, get it, let's be realistic about it, right? Mm -hmm. They don't want to buy a roof. So having those brand impressions in front of them, building up that trust of your brand over time is very important. Then the third thing that we focus, focus on is maximizing the conversion rates of everything that we're doing, whether it's through the blog articles that we're writing for SEO, whether it's through the Google ads that we're running. And we do that a lot through our lead management system, which is called Contractor Boost, that you know, it, marketing and sales, to me, it's like a relay race. So there's a, a baton handoff. Mm -hmm. Marketing and sales both need to hold that baton at a certain point of time. That's our lead management system. So it's automatically generating text messages and phone calls, emails, uh, appointment reminders, all of that type of stuff for the team, for the, the inside team, the sales team, um, to, get that, to get the handoff and get that sale closed. I'm going to add number four into there. Let's yeah, yeah. Throw it up. Let's throw it up. Yeah. Look good doing it. Look good doing it. Now, here's here's the reason I say that. I think you put together a website for a client of mine called Hero Roofing. Yes, sir. In Georgia, New yep. in Georgia. 
Um, that whole crew is good friends of mine. And I, when I got a chance to look at their website, it looks damn good. I don't know the name. The uh, people out there, Hero Roofing, just put in Hero Roofing Noonan, um, which is N-E-W-N-A-N, Noonan, Georgia. If you're anywhere in the country, you'll be able to find them. And go look at this website because it, it accomplishes a lot of the things you're talking about, your goals, opportunities, That's right. and brand. But it looks damn good doing it. Yes. It's a good, it's, you've got to, your brand, and maybe that falls into the brand. brand. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Um, but I, I really, if you're going to do all this stuff, then look good when you're freaking doing it. You know That's what right. I mean? If your website accomplishes, it's, you know, it, it speaks really well. And I, I don't do all the language. It communicates yeah. to Google and everything, but it doesn't look good. You know, there's something to be said for, man, when you go there, you feel like, ooh, this is somebody that I automatically, my impression is, Okay, I'm dealing with a player it's here. It's trust, and, and that is brand, right? There's, there's, you have a brand whether you know it or not. You pull up in a in a 1996 Ford F-150 that's rusted out with a magnet on the side. Your brand is you can negotiate with me. I want to. You, I wanna, you I wanna, pull up in that Hero Roofing truck, and they look at the Hero Roofing website, and that they understand the quality that they're going to get from that from that company. You know, I think about that. We often use this chuck in a truck thing in this industry. And I think what it does, though, is it neglects to identify or to highlight, I think, what most roofers do wrong. Because I think most roofers go, you know, Jim, I'm not chucking a truck. So I'm not yep. that guy. Yeah. But what they neglect to understand is, you know what you are, though? You're the guy who's got a 2017 Ford truck. Good. You haven't cleaned it in a month. Your guys get out of that truck, and they've got their shirt that you haven't bought them in a year. Yep. So it's looking a little raggedy. Um, they're wearing their own belts that look like they're falling apart. There's so much more that people don't think about with brand that I think they just neglect it. And they're, they don't understand that, yeah, you're not chucking a truck, but you know what? You're also not hero roofing over here. That's right. That's um, right. That's all got to be. It's all got to come together. It's a full package, man. It is a full package. I agree. I want to, so I want to break down each of these, if it's okay with you, yeah. Jim. I want to talk about these, these, the focused on your goals is what you said. Uh, maximize opportunity, your brand, and your conversion rate. Let's talk about opportunity first, okay? Yep. Where are contractors making the mistakes and maximizing the opportunities that they have to put in front of them? And then, if you could, the second part is, what do you do in your company after you identify that problem to fix it? Not giving away your trade secrets. Yeah, yeah. no. Uh, the biggest mistake that, that that contractors make, I feel, is that they focus, they, they, they try things. And usually they just try one thing. Hey, let me try Google Ads, see if it works. Let me try SEO, right? Let me try Facebook ads. Let me try this and we'll try that. But we're going to do Facebook ads right now. And then some another day we're going to do, you know, maybe a couple months from now, we'll try those Google ads if the Facebook ads don't work out. <laughs> so they're focused on one channel. Back to that Jim Rohn quote, you need five to seven lead sources to create consistent lead flow. Someone could come into your market and and start, uh, you know, with a with a large pay per click budget, and all of a sudden your cost per lead changes that month, and and you're like, man, I got to make some adjustments here. Our lead flow is down, or just search volume might be down year over year right now. Search volume is down forty to seventy percent in some markets. Mm -hmm. Remember back in May when uh, the news hit and there was these recession talks all mm -hmm. over the place. Yes, search volume dove. So now if you were just focused on one channel, your, your lead flow dove with that search volume, right? So, so having always doing Google local services ads, always doing pay-per-click advertising, always optimizing your Google business profile in the map section, 
always working on your SEO, always working on Facebook ads, Instagram ads, even adding in TikTok ads now. There's a lot of channels there to market in. Direct mail, you know, having nice wrapped trucks, canvassing. There are multiple opportunities. Being involved in your community, right? Sponsoring the Little League field. There are so many opportunities. And I like to refer to it as a marketing stack. So you don't, you just continue to stack them on top of each other. You don't just do one and stop. I got two questions off of that right there. First is TikTok. Um, I've got uh, Austin Blumquist coming on. I've got TJ, of course, coming on who are big, uh, big proponents of TikTok. I want to know where you stand on it. I'm going to tell you first where I stand is that I don't, I'm I'm convinced right now, and these guys can come on later and they can prove me wrong. I believe that TikTok is uh, Snapchat of five years ago. And I think it's a very popular thing, but I don't think they've learned how to monetize it for companies yet. And I see a lot of people out there that um, use Snapchat, especially though you ask them, especially if you're out in a social yeah. setting, hey, you have Snapchat, whatever it might be. But I don't believe that you're ever going to yet in a business that Snapchat is something that people are looking at to monetize a business yet. Yeah. All right? They still haven't figured that out. I can see the same challenges that I had with that Snapchat had with TikTok. Am I wrong? And if I am, please, I, I'm interested in learning where am I screwing up in this entire TikTok thing? I, I don't know if they figured it out yet. I know that there are personal brands like TJ, like Austin. Those guys have done an amazing job of monetizing their personal brands on TikTok, mm-hmm. right? I don't know if the TikTok ad platform is there yet. What is it? But what is interesting about it is that it's 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 the interest-based algorithm versus audience-based algorithm, right? So in Facebook, you you target an audience versus an interest, right? The the TikTok algorithm understands your interests and how your interests are changing over time. So your 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 TikTok feed changes over time based on your interests. Where your face uh, uh, your TikTok feed changes over time. Where your Facebook feed is still just the people that you've followed through time. Yes. Does that make sense? It so y- even if I'm not interested in someone that I followed eight years ago or the kid, you know, the guy I went to high school with and what he's doing, it, I'm still going to get that in my Facebook feed where t- the TikTok algorithm is, ma- is making those adjustments on the fly to what your interests are. That's the interesting part of the new uh, of of those platforms of so that platform. Do I see that right now with starting? Do I see that right now with the reels? So when I go a yes. search on Instagram, I can see like if I look at Doctor Pimple Popper, that I go ahead and get a lot of those damn videos all the time now. Yeah, which I love because I'm addicted to them. <laughs> and I know it's disgusting, but I don't really care. My sister's so, the same way. She's a do nurse. You like, do you like those videos too? I I love those videos. It's disgusting that I look at them. I'm telling you, um, it's terrible. I know. It's like Frenchie Dogs and Dr. Yeah. Pimple Popper. And like, that's my entire feed. Yeah. And if I start looking at something else like bodybuilding, then of course I'm going to start getting those. Yep. Okay, so interest versus audio, audience-based algorithm. I get that. Yep. You, you mentioned the platform for marketing though on TikTok, and I think the audience is very interested. Has, the last time I was on there, it was like, you know, you could basically just do a simple, put some money behind it to put the video in front of yeah. more people that they think would be interested in the video. Is it still all that it is? It's pretty much what it is. Yeah, but and you're you're, use, you're you're using their algorithm, right? To hopefully put you in front of people yep. that care about of the right person. And, and there's some location targeting yeah. and things like that that you can do. So Very so for a service, but it is limited on location right now. This is going to expand. They're going to want to. They're going to want to get that money. Sure. Right. But so. I think they're having trouble because. When you're when you have your algorithm based solely on, as you say, interest, yes, that it's like, okay, should we allow people then to pay for to be in front of somebody that yeah. doesn't want to see them? Yeah, right. That's so interesting to me. They'll have to monetize it. 
And, you and they will well. They will. They will. And they'll get a, they'll make a lot of money on that. <laughs> they will. Um, YouTube, you mentioned a minute ago, because then we're going to yeah, move on to YouTube's the brand. YouTube's the same thing, yeah. Yeah, so, but YouTube, yeah. I want to I know your thoughts on something I've been pushing, and maybe my for all my clients out there, if he tells me I'm wrong, we're going to do what he does. <laughs> all right? What I'm interested in is this. Um, we're creating content, let's say, out there for, for a client, right? Yep. Um, my thought is to get into that region. Let's say it's 10 miles around their company. I think uh, Joseph Hughes calls it being five-mile famous. Yep. And to say, okay, what are the questions that are being asked in your area? And then to create YouTube videos specifically answering the questions for your area. Um, what is the difference between three-tab and architectural shingles? What would someone put into YouTube in your area that you think has to do with your business specifically? And I look at maybe the top 25 to 50 questions. Yep. Put them on there. Put a little bit of money behind them. Geofence it. And start to build people that are looking for that specific thing. And then be the person in that area that when they go to YouTube, the, your videos are the ones that are populating for that specific question. Am I off and where can I be better? Am I wrong? No, and that's great. It, it, that, that, that's a perfect scenario. Marcus Sheridan wrote the book, you, uh, They Ask, You Answer, okay. if you've ever heard of yes. that. And that's, that's the premise of that book is, is answer the questions that your, that your customers are asking. Make it geographic specific. Is, is a very important point because what is the typical cost of a roof in Orlando, Florida? What is the typical cost of a roof in Noonan, Georgia? Right. So making your tailoring your content to the location also is another thing that helps. Um, what's nice, what, what's amazing about the YouTube um, advertising platform is it also, it is Google ads. So they have all of the search data of the of the of people uh, from Google Ads that you can target on YouTube. So you don't just have. If someone typed in, "What is the typical cost of a roof in Orlando, Florida?" Now, when they go to YouTube, you can insert your video into anything that they're watching, right? Yes. Based on their search history in in Google. Is it important, in your opinion, when I'm looking at this and um, I try to think of and I explain to my clients, I want you to think of a question that you would ask. What does a roof cost? Yep. I mean, right? What should a roof cost? Yep. I mean, these are the kind of things that you should be thinking of as you title these videos and what people are going to look for it. Because yep. YouTube allows you to actually just put in the question, everybody. When you, I mean, it's pretty cool. It's pretty. In, so if you want to be at the top of what does a roof cost, simply make that the title and then tell them with a little bit of dollars, this is what I want. That's right. Um, and then geofence it to that certain area. And yep. you, for a little bit of money, it's not that tough. So I'm thinking there's there's a simple exercise that contractors can do. They could they could sit down at their Monday sales meeting and they could say, hey, how, what questions were you asked this week that you had answers to or what are questions that you hear most often? Start with those. Uh, there's a website out there called Answer the Public. Love it. It's another one. Yep. Go out there and type type in roofing and, and you'll see that it'll give you hundreds of questions that people ask about that so I, I think it's one of the best websites there is out yeah. there i think that helps you to do with you know figuring out the questions that are being asked about your industry you can yep. put in roofing into there it'll give you a hundred of the most popular questions in real time that are being asked across the internet about your about your specific audience yep. or could be roofing could be you know tvs or whatever right. else it is um that's great stuff there i'm going to remember this interest versus audience based algorithm for tiktok and then, of course, tailor your content to your location for YouTube. I think that's going to help you to maximize the opportunity. I want to move to number two, maximizing your brand. Where are people making the mistake, and where can you help them out there, Jim? Well, first, they they don't they haven't um, they don't express their brand. They don't have a 
a voice for their brain. So first they need to find that voice. Um, the, there's, they could go to Google and type in brand archetypes. It's, it's kind of a way to, to do this. There's a lot of different, it, it's a the way Hollywood frames it, right? So there's the hero, oh, yeah. you know, there's the, there's the jester, yeah, there's the, right. There's these different archetypes that you'll see in all of the movies. And in most cases, and you know, to our friends at hero roofing, the hero is a lot of times going to be your brand story. You know, hey, we helped Mr. And Mrs. Jones. You know, a storm came through the area. There was shingles missing on their roof. They didn't know what to do. They called us. But they, really, they, in that case, it's the hero is the customer that they helped. Is that right? They're really making them the hero. The, they, are, their company, is the hero in the in the story to the customer. Got it. Right. And and I I I understand that concept of of of, of making the customer the hero. Right. It's it's what I think people mean by that is putting the customer at the focus of it. So. An example of that would be a Facebook post with before and after pictures of a roof. Mm -hmm. Hey, look at this uh, cool uh, GAF Timberline HD charcoal black before and after, right? The copy in that post is what is where they missed out putting the customer as the hero. Where if you put the customer as the hero in that same before and after post, it would be the Joneses live in the, in the uh, North Orlando area. A hailstorm came through on this date. They were wondering if their home was secure from water damage. We, Mr. and Mrs. Jones called XYZ Roofing and we came out and did our 38 point inspection to determine that they have damage or not. They did and now we've gotten them this beautiful new ICO roof system, right? Expressing that's putting the, the, what what you're talking about and putting this the the customer as the hero but the company was the hero they saved the day yes i understand maybe and maybe it also is a little bit different i'm, I'm thinking about this in real time here jim so i put my foot in my mouth yeah, yeah no that in sales the hero could be the customer yeah. but in marketing you could have a slightly right. different hero you don't have to have the same that's true hero to the story depending on where you're at in the process that's right that's right for sure for sure i like that so really, it's telling the story is what people are missing with their brand. They don't. I think you said right here they don't express their brand well, maybe because yeah. they haven't put a story behind their brand. That's right. I'm thinking. Again, one of the things that I would suggest people do is, if you don't know what your brand stands for, figure out what you're not first. Yeah. It's much easier to say in life what you aren't to figure out what you are, and if you were to write down what you are not, I think, kind of innocently, you really figure out who you are very quickly. I'm not a cheater. I'm not a liar. Okay, I know that. That means that you are this. That's right. Because nobody likes to think of themselves like, what is my company? But what is your company not? Yeah. And then you can figure out who you are. I help companies with that, with their expression and their core values, right? Okay. Like uh, we run the EOS, uh, EOS system in our business, entrepreneurial operating system. And one of the first things that you do is you put together your core values, right? And that's an exercise in there. It's like, hey, that employee that you had to let go of because they were not the right fit. What were they not? And turn that into what they, in, you know, and that, so that's a great point in making, make it, you can make your customer, your, your core values and determine your brand voice from what you are not. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go on the number three right here. Maximizing conversion rate. Where are people yep. screwing up? First of all, you know, there's a, even today, it's crazy enough to say, but people don't answer the phone. 
So we listen to every phone call that comes through our customers' businesses. Every single phone call, our team makes notes on who answered the phone, what the person called for, what the outcome of the call was. And the biggest mistake is I'm going to have Joe call you back to schedule your appointment. Mm -hmm. Drop the ball right there. Because if you're thinking about it, the, the customer journey, right? They're trying to solve a problem. Was their problem solved? No. Waiting for Joe to call back? Nope. No. Right? So that's what that's the biggest one right there in conversion rates. So not communicating quickly with customers, text messages, emails. The second that they, that they submit their information to you, you should be either on the phone with them. If you're not on the phone with them, you should be text messaging them. If, they, if it came through a Facebook message, you should be responding to the Facebook message. However they're communicating with you, you need to be responding quickly. Mm -hmm. And the goal becomes sell the appointment. Two sales need to be made. The first is selling the appointment. The second is selling the roof. Most contractors miss selling the appointment. Selling the appointment and selling the roof. But let's talk, I mean, because some people are trying to accomplish that not by a phone call, but they're selling the appointment through an online form. They're selling it. So yep. it's not just you can drop the ball through an individual that calls. You could drop the ball on how somebody receives that information inside That's of right. your company. What do they do with that information once they receive it? I'm sure you jump into people that, okay, well, someone puts this lead form in. Yep. Right? And where does it go to? Well, it goes over here to Sally. Yeah. Well, what does Sally do with it? Well, she tries to find a sales rep who can go in and call them back. Okay, so Sally finds sales rep. How does she determine how to find them? Who's available? Yeah. I mean, that's normally how a business works, right? I mean, they just get so caught up, but there's yeah. so many problems with that. Why am I handing that person off to not my best person? This person's closing one out of 10 deals. This one's closing nine out of 10, and you want to have the same conversion rate? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. At all. And that's why companies like Hero, they've, they've implemented such a stringent system of who answers the phone, who sets the appointment, how the appointment is set, the amount of time that their sales rep has to 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 uh, to confirm that appointment with the sales rep, the amount of time that they have to be at that home, all of those details matter, and, and that's how you get high conversion rates, and that's how you create loyal loyal customers who then refer you business, which then drives down your customer acquisition costs which makes every marketing dollar more effective, which increases the success of your company. Sounds like you're doing that stacking thing right there is what it sounds like. A little like stack, there. just a little stack. Reminds me of when I, when I originally started in sales, man, I did a timeshare sales in Orlando for Marriott. Oh, okay. And I think that there's some good that could be taken away from the way they do sales. Now, first of all, it is a not the kind of sales that I liked, okay? Yeah. Um, it was just, you know, thumbs to the table and you're just, you're going to buy or you're going to die type thing, all right? But one thing they did very well is they rewarded people who were successful. Let me give you an example. If I sold in the morning, I went out again in the afternoon. Yeah. I, I got to eat again. And it became this feeder of people that are successful. If you sold the day before, you go to the top of the list to go out the next morning. So there's only a couple people that came into your tour for timeshare. I made sure I went out. And so the more you sell, the more people you see. And I, I believe that in an effort to try to make everybody successful in a company, and to try to help everyone along the way, which a lot of contractors do, Jim, they end up rewarding mediocrity at the expense of profitability because they end up handing these leads to people and they don't, number two I've got right here, you got it, they sold the appointment, but they didn't sell the roof. Yes. 
Um, and you've got to have both, especially from a marketing perspective. Ain't nothing worse than giving a solid leads that gets screwed up at the back end. Yep. And that having that that's the next thing, right? So now your marketing is great, but your sales team has to be dialed in, right? Has to be dialed in. We're also both friends with uh, with the guys from uh, MHI Roofing in yep. Pittsburgh, right? Yep. Same thing. Dialed in sales process. So dialed in from the time that their customer sees them, their brand, their uh, the the way that the, the the phone is answered, the the way the appointment is set, the way that the the uh, rep responds to the the homeowner, but then they have their sales process dialed in, mm. just dialed in. They have forty percent forty percent less leads this year at this time from last year. Mm. Search volume is down, lead volume is down for a lot of people. They're 20% up in revenue and have four new sales reps with full calendars. Wow. That's what it's about. But it's because they've put the effort in, right? Each of these places, what you're talking about, the, the effort needs to be put in on the marketing. Then it needs to be put in on that appointment set. Then it needs to be put in on the sales process. Then it needs to be put in on the production process. And then the long-term value of the customer and keeping that relationship and getting referrals from them. Each of these, you're not going to be able to do it all at once. Find your weaknesses and work on that. Uh, I, I, in many years ago, I trained in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and that was one of the things. It was like, work on your weaknesses. So put yourself in a bad spot, in a spot that you're, if somebody's, if, if you're having trouble getting out of a certain uh, position, put yourself in that position and work on it and work on it and work on it and work on it until you get better. And that's what companies should, should do. Find their weaknesses and work on them. You mentioned a minute ago, sales and marketing dialed in together. Um, traditionally, that's not the way it works in any yeah. company. Sales doesn't like marketing. Marketing doesn't like sales. And that's the way that it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and because one thing said when there's a problem, it's the other person's fault. And the other one believes that when there's success, it was me and not you. Yeah. Hey, we did everything in marketing. It was a laydown for you. Well, you know what? Marketing, you're giving us crappy leads. We're having to go out here and take yeah. us longer to close them. When you step into a company and you're working through for marketers, how, in your opinion, do you solve this problem? Because is it is it is it clear expectations? Is it um, is it leadership? How do you solve the problem of my fault versus your fault? First of all, like we're following it through the initial appointment set. We don't know what happens on the sales process, but we get that feedback on an ongoing basis. Our account managers are, are working with our with with our clients on an ongoing basis, and really in relation to are you hitting are you hitting your goals? And so if they're not, we can see where there are gaps. Right? Hey, maybe it's your sales process. Hey. Maybe you need to speak to someone like Adam Benzman and, and work on your sales on your sales process, right? Maybe you need to bring Deshaun Bryan in to to you know to to help you with your door to door. We know the industry, the people in the industry, and then we 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 prescribe the right solution in that in that regard, right? So, depending on the client, hey, you know, you guys really, I think Deshaun would be a perfect fit to come in and and work with your team reach out to him and talk to him right so we want to want to have those those relationships in the industry that that now when we see those gaps in their business that we can we can help them find the right the right uh the right solutions i'm going to get back to those two guys that you mentioned because i think you mentioned those two for a reason all right because i think you guys do some stuff you guys still we do some yeah. stuff together yep. right pitch pro movement all right we'll talk about that in a minute but i want to go back to something you said earlier about phone calls yeah all right phone call etiquette is i'm going to talk about here jim you listen to a lot of phone calls, talk to people a lot about their phones and how they answer them. I think this is a very, very undervalued either asset 
or, I mean, just liability within a company right now. Um, I'd like to know from you where, where people can make an immediate improvement in the way somebody answers a call that comes into their company. And I'll give you my opinion, but, I mean, I'd like yeah. to know from you, when you hear all these phone calls, and you see, do you know right away when it's good, like the person answering is good at what they do? Where, where, how do we know that? You hear it in the in the tone first, right? Yeah. Like it's it, it always being enthusiastic and 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 just having that helpfulness to them, right? Like you know, hey, this is this is Patrick Carr Roofing. You know, how can how can we help you today? And just that simple simple uh, that just that simple thing can make the difference. I honestly have listened to phone calls where the person answered the phone, roofer. No way. And then the owner wants to know why they're not capitalizing when somebody comes in. Yeah. I, I like it when somebody I've, – I've only seen this a few times, but um, let's just say it was – I think it was – is it Sunshine Roofing? I don't know. I'm going to say Sunshine Roofing. I don't know. Yeah. Forgive me, everybody. But I called it, and they said something like, it's a sunny day outside here at Sunshine Roofing. How can we make your day better today? I'm like, <laughs> that is – like, I, I was literally – I was like, um, uh, well, I'd like to speak – that's no, right. No problem at all. Give me a minute. Let me see if he's in. If he's not, I'll continue to help, and we'll be right back with you. Yeah. But okay, like this feels really good right now. Really good. Like I felt like I was like whoever I'm going to talk to next. I was like going to be in a better mood when I brought them. And it thought to me, like if, if I was an initial customer, like, wow, I already have a great feeling about That's this right. company. One thing I I tell you, this I learned when I sold cars here, Jim. The worst question you can ask somebody, and this happens far too often, and I don't think anyone thinks about this. I don't know if I've ever talked about it on the show. I don't know. So if somebody calls your company and you go, let's just say you called me and you're like, hey, can I speak to uh, can I speak to, to Ben? And then I go, okay, no problem. And I come back in 20 seconds and I go, can I ask what this is in regards to? Yeah. <laughs> can I ask what this in regards to is the worst question you can ask? Because here's what happens. You go, yeah, I want to talk about the Patrick Carr show. No problem. Come back. Sorry, Jim's on a conference call right now. That's right. And you go, is he really on a conference call, or am I just not important enough for that individual right now? Because if I would have told him that it was a life and death, would he be available then? If I would have said I wanted to write him a check, is he available? Why did it matter what the conversation that I'm going to have with him is going to be about? Yeah. That is in my, there's no better way to make somebody feel less important than that person's not available after you ask that question. For sure. Oh, I hate that one. Um, I worked at a car dealership where the owner had an Infinity car dealership in Orlando, and his one rule was exactly that. If anybody calls for me, either I'm available or I'm not available. Yes. It doesn't matter if it's my wife or it's a customer. And I, I was like, that is okay. I was like, I can get, we didn't get along any other way, but I was like, this I can get behind right there, and I've always took that with me. Either you're important. Everybody's important. Yes. Um, and I, I thought that was very profound. Anyway, how you answer your phones matters. It matters. And, and, and then it's, it's what happens next, right? You're getting information from the customer to see if you can solve their problem because that's what they're looking to do is solve a problem, yeah. right? And, and so get the information that you need to know if you can solve their problem and then sell the appointment. Mm. And why that, why that inspection, why someone needs to go to their house, why someone needs to get eyes on it, that, that's an important part of it. And then, like you're saying, being friendly and, and, and making sure you set the proper expectations for that pass off. Oh, when Patrick calls you, he's going to call to confirm, you know, within 24 hours, Patrick's going to call to confirm this appointment. And he's going to, you know, explain to you the exact steps that he's going to go through in his process. So I'm going to pass you off to him now. Your appointment is set for Thursday at two. And Patrick's going to call you tomorrow. Mm -hmm. 
God, I love that. Right? Just simple things. I had somebody the other day when I made an appointment with them. Um, they said, I'm going to send you a confirmation email. And I was like, okay, no problem. They said, no, can you please stay on the phone with me to ensure that you receive it? And I was like, okay, I guess I will. They didn't, I didn't get it. They go, I'm sorry, you didn't get it? What is the name? And then I read it back. Like, That's no, right. we forgot the E. I'm sorry, but B-L-U, and I didn't put yeah. the E. I was like, okay, that, it made me feel like they cared. They cared. If they got the email over to me, okay? Yep. Now, here's a transition for you. Another group of people that really cares is this Pitch Pro movement, guys, okay? Yes. Um, I was very fortunate enough a year ago, almost on the dot, maybe a little yeah. bit more, to be able to speak with the four people that are a part of this that I have such, it's four, five, five, four. Five, let's see, five, 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 five of us now? Okay, five. five. Sorry, four I was able yeah. to speak with last yeah. time, I believe. Um, obviously, individually, I have an immense amount of respect for each of you, but for people who have not heard about the Pitch Pro movement, their companies have got to get involved. Is it still that stupid price that you guys were offering before? It's a stupid oh price. Oh, my gosh. Tell them about what it is because if you don't do this as a company, you're crazy as a company or an individual. If you're yeah. selling, get on board. Tell a them about it. Adam broke it down. I think uh, with so, – so the Pitch Pro movement is, is, is Adam Benzman's creation, the roof strategist, mm -hmm. amazing guy. Um, and and what, what he's done is he took all of his sales training and, and what he was getting asked was – Hey, can people, can I have more one-on-one -on -one time with you? Just like you realize with your, you know, with your show and stuff like that, there's so many certain, so many hours in a day, yeah. right? And, and so to expand that, he created the Pitch Pro Movement, which is an on, essentially an ongoing mastermind of, of, of roofing contractors. So there's leadership roundtables uh, twice a month where the owners of the companies and, and, and key, key employees come in and sit down and, and talk about their struggles with Adam, with John the Roof Pro with uh, Deshaun Bryant, with Cody Landles, with myself. Um, and, and then there's sales trainings that you can bring your sales team in and, and have those conversations. You can, there's a, I do a marketing uh, marketing session twice a month. Um, so where, where we could just dive in, you just have access to me for that hour and a half, twice a month um, to answer any marketing questions you have. You know, we could look at anything that's going on in your business. And so it's just this ongoing thing. And with the amount of trainings that we do, I think Adam broke it down to like, it's like 32 cents per training or something like that. Per, it, it's it's crazy. But they pay a monthly, is it still a monthly price they it's pay a, for? It's a yearly. What, yearly, what do they yearly. pay for yearly, man? Um, it's, around, it's around $6,000 for the year. So insanely yeah. cheap. Um, I mean, it's just, I mean, for really what you That's guys right. all, individually you guys yep. are worth. I mean, Deshaun, you individually, you're worth more than that. Together, what you all put together to help yeah. contractors, if they are not a part of it, you're crazy. It's no reason not to be part of Pitch Pro Movement. I said it last year at this yeah. time, the price was cheaper. I'll say it this year at this time, the price is going to be cheaper than it is next year. Yeah. If you don't get involved, the price is only going to go up because they're not stupid. I mean, they're going to raise the price because they can and because they should. Yeah. It was too cheap last turn. It's too cheap now. Because it's Adam, man. Like, Adam loves value. Like gonna, he, yeah. I mean, it's just yeah. insane what you all offer. I say insane. It's it's beautiful. It's yeah. what it is. What you guys, yeah. um, what you're offering to contractors to such a low rate to get this information that is yeah is so impactful. And you got to come in and do a training for the group. I, I would listen. You guys, awesome. you guys are on. You guys are yeah. on a whole other level, bro. I mean, what the, the stuff you guys, I, I sit there and go, oh, shoot, I'm going to steal that. <laughs> um, I, 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 so I do. I mean, I steal so much from your videos, Deshaun. I steal uh, a lot from the roof strategist. Iron sharpens iron, man. Man, it's you guys. Oh, it's good. Um, let me ask you this as we kind of close up here. What does, what does everyone you know about roof marketers? Um, 
what do you know the future is going to look like for you? How do they how do they get involved with you? What are you going to be doing here? Talk to me a little bit about it. Yeah, so I mean, with Roofer Marketers, you know, we know we're going to be here, right? It's unfortunate that you've chosen those other companies in the past, <laughs> but we will be here when 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 you when you need to, to to move on to the right solution. And like we talked about, Patrick, we're the we're we're focused on being the most comprehensive solution. Uh, we also understand your business and the stage of the business that it's in and what you need at that stage of your business. You know, if you are a more of a startup company, you don't need to be doing ten, fifteen thousand dollars a month in Google ads. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. You don't have your sales process dialed in. You might not have someone to answer the phone. And so we know this. So give us a call. Go to roofermarketers.com. Check it out. Follow us on all the social media. Roofing Success Podcast, you know, where I interview. I've interviewed over 100 uh roofing contractors who found success in their business and, and we talked about the lessons they've learned you know we talked about the things that they've done right and and and, and just to get that ex that the, that exposure from other contractors to hear it in their own words is really impactful too i'd love to come on though for this reason we got another special session december 12th here in the yeah. state of florida uh they'll be going after aobs and a few other things we're going to be in tallahassee for that one so i'd love to do a little broadcast yeah, let's with do you it. from tallahassee i'll give yeah. you the first uh you know, first understand yeah. what's really happening out there for your viewers. Okay? Yeah, that's awesome, man. Um, listen, it's Jim, everybody. Roofer Marketers at the Roofer Marketers on Instagram and at Roofing Success. Yes. Um, okay. The best known roofer is the book. All right. Where can they buy it, Jim? Uh, Amazon. Or if you are a roofing contractor, we will send it out to you for free if you go to our website and uh, fill out the form. Go out there, fill out the form. A great book right there. Maximize your opportunity. Maximize your brand. And if you're going to do that, maximize your conversion rate. Roofer Marketers, thank you very much, buddy. It's thanks, always man. a pleasure. Awesome. Good deal. All right. Thanks so much for watching that video and sticking around till the end. If you like what you saw, go ahead and click subscribe. Make sure you punch that like button, and we look forward to seeing you on the next video.